known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. And welcome to the Good News Show on this Thanksgiving uh, Monday. What a great week this is. I look so much forward to Thanksgiving week every uh, year. And here it is. And uh, we are live today. We'll be working the first three days this week. And like most people, taking Thursday and Friday off. And I hope you are well. We have a great show uh, planned for today. My name is Dave Palmer. Cecil Anderson is behind the glass running the board and uh, we are going to talk about a couple of things. Uh, you, you've heard of the, the Theology of the Body Evangelization team, right? Tobit, started by Monica Ashour. And uh, they are just expanding, expanding exponentially and doing so much good work. In fact, I got an email from Monica last week, and she's like, well, I'm going off to the Philippines, and then I'm going to Japan, and then I'm going to Australia. <laughs> this is on like one trip. And so uh, great things are happening, and I wanted to get an update. Uh, on how they're doing. And so Monica was not able to make it, but she said, talk to my director of donor relations, Kathleen Twetton. And so Kathleen is here in studio and she's going to give us an update on uh, Theology of the Body Evangelization Team. It's uh, more important now than I think even when Pope St. John Paul II first started talking about it in 1978, because there's so much confusion about the body as uh, we read in the, the news all the time. So uh, looking forward to talking to Kathleen. And I also want to thank Michelle Stavens, their Director of Ministry Outreach. She's the one that I know her through Benedictine. She has a daughter there. I have a daughter there. And so it's interesting how, you know, the circles kind of intersect in different uh, aspects of your life. Uh, second half of the program, uh, we're going to talk about the Authentic Leadership Foundation. Darren Smith, who I went to high school with at Jesuit, is the co-founder of Authentic Leadership Foundation. And um, a week from, uh, let's see, uh, let's see, is it not two weeks from today? Is that what it is? December 4th? They're having uh, a Bring Out the Greatness 2023 event, and it's going to be in Addison, and their speaker is going to be Raymond Arroyo. Of course, Raymond's coming for the big concert on December, gosh, I get all my days mixed up. It's that Sunday, December 3rd. Is that what it is? Yeah. I'm going to be there. I'm going. Uh, so <laughs> Me too. I, so I got tickets. <laughs> we got tickets. <laughs> sometimes that's the only way I can go to events is if they give them to me free. You yeah. Know? It's yeah, like, yeah. I can't afford to go, but if somebody wants to give me free tickets, I'll go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our dear friend, um, Steve Porter invited us to go. And so I'm excited We're about that. Excited. My dear wife is going to be going as well. So, uh, yeah, go to RaymondArroyoChristmas.com for those tickets. And, um, again, Darren and the, his president of his board are going to be in at about 1235 today for the interview. And also his director of communication. So looking forward to that as well. So before we get to all that, let's uh, talk about a few other things. And I want to let you know, and I did, we didn't really get a chance to promote this too heavily, but uh, last Friday um, after work, I was visited in studio by a wonderful lady by the name of uh, Mary Del Omo, and she's from Munster, Texas. And uh, she, I interviewed her, and the interview is going to run this Saturday at 3.10 p.m., but uh, this Wednesday at noon at Fort Worth's St. Patrick Cathedral 
in downtown Fort Worth, there is going to be the first ever consecration of a virgin living in the world. And it's going to be Mary Del Omo. Okay, so uh, like I said, we didn't really get a chance to promote this too much. But if you'd like to see this, this is history in the making. And it's really a very interesting vocation. It's uh, historically in the, in the church, there are a, a lot of virgins living in the world consecrated. But uh, for some reason, there just not have not been many of those consecrations of late. But it's going to happen uh, two days from now. So everybody's invited to participate in that. Bishop Olson will be the presiding um, you know, bishop and priest for that uh, that that celebration and um, the interview with Mary which was really interesting just talking about this vocation is going to run this Saturday at 3 10 p.m. all right other than that uh, a week from tomorrow begins our Christmas shareathon and the theme is joy to the world okay I can't say that without singing it you know I am already very concerned about how much singing is going to happen during the <laughs> and that's a very legitimate concern I just have the blooper folder ready <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good question how many people are going to just break out into song a lot of people <laughs> as long as it's not you know want to be by the Spice Girls yeah okay, well that, that's, I, I, I'm not naming names no one in this room has ever done no, that no no that would never happen so uh, alright so here's the here's the the most important thing that I want to communicate to you, and many of y'all are going to get emails from me this week saying, please, please, please help us. We want to get a thousand calls for Christmas, okay? And typical Christmas share from North Texas, we might get 200, 250, 300 if we're really, really, really blessed. And so we are going really big. And this doesn't have to be archangel donations or even 30 a month or 50 a month. We're talking about any call, any size if you listen to Catholic Radio, if you love it, call in $10, call in 20 make it a little Christmas gift to Catholic Radio, and tell your friends about it, because it should be so easy to get a 1,000 calls from North Texas, and that is what we are calling for. So will you be one of the people to uh, not only call in, make a donation, uh, beginning Tuesday the 28th, two weeks from tomorrow, but all the way through Friday the 1st. Um, but anyways, please, please, please do it. Uh, and uh, we would appreciate that very much. Just uh, show your love for Catholic yes, Radio, please. right? And uh, Cecil is rounding up volunteers. How's that looking? Looking pretty good. I'm going to send out another email tomorrow. It's going to be our one week out email. Um, and uh, if I don't have these spots filled, I just have two left right now, one for the morning and one for the afternoon. So if you've never uh, come and volunteered, what happens is that on the Thursday of share and that's going to be November 30th this year, um, we have the call center. So all of the donations that are uh, being called in are taken by volunteers here in North Texas. And we have two shifts, 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. and 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. And uh, they're a lot of fun. We have about six volunteers. You get to make some new friends. Uh, we have a, a good combination of uh, people who have don't done it before many times and people who have never done it before. Mm-hmm. And it's always a lot of fun. We feed you lots of delicious food. There's lots of snacks. Um, we have a lot of fun with it. And so, and also it's Christmas, so we have the Christmas hats. And we might usually <laughs> make some sort of goofy video to put on Facebook. And it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. So um, if you are available on that day, uh, we would love to have you. Again, I at least have one slot for each of those shifts, 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. or 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. Again, you get fed uh, the meals that you're there for. Um, We'd love to have you. So you can email us, kth at grnonline.com, kth at grnonline.com, and that's November 30th. All right, Thursday, November 30th, uh, 7a to 1p or 1p to 7p. Uh, And if you're listening right now, just go ahead and uh, email us right now. 
now. I'd love to see some immediate response to that uh, request. And if you are all in for the thousand calls for Christmas, you can also email that same email address and say, hey, send me that, you know, that little ad that I can forward to my email list and really would appreciate uh, your help with that. All right. uh, Lots of moving parts here at the station. I want to talk about a, a parish talk visit that we had last weekend and also one this this coming weekend as well. I was uh, blessed to go out to Kaufman, Texas, to St. Anne Parish on Saturday, and I want to thank Father Henry Arasso and Deacon Michael there for uh, giving us permission to come on out. And I love uh, going out to these smaller communities and just seeing the parish and uh, just, you know, talking to people and lots of people listening to, to Catholic radio out there. So that was pretty cool. Our volunteer, Rob, went to the 9 a.m. Sunday mass. And we also, they have a couple of uh, Spanish language masses on Sunday as well. So cool to be out there this weekend. So, so I think you and I are probably both going to be visiting St. Pope John Paul II University Parish yep. and Ministry out in Denon. And all these years, I've never been there. I was so surprised. Never, never, never I, I knew Father Kyle very well, too. Yes, yes. You know, they used to be in a very small little <laughs> chapel that they had built into a home that was yeah. part of their, uh, you know, university parish. And now they have a very beautiful, larger uh, church that has some stained glass windows in it. And so it's really quite lovely. Um, so I'm excited you get to go see it. Yeah. So right there on the campus of uh, UNT and TWU, right there in Denton as well, very big college town. And so we're looking forward to that. And also thanks to our friend Trey Alley and also, of course, our super volunteer Sita Nisi, who is the one that arranged this. Uh, their new pastor out there is Father Jose Francis, who is a TOR uh, third order regular Franciscan priest. So looking forward to meeting him as well. And real quickly, before we get on to our Tobit conversation, I want to thank the wonderful folks, uh, Frank and Geraldine and all the, the, the folks with the, the Catholic pro-life community. For an awesome event this past Saturday, the Christ Child Marketplace and Luncheon. We were there for a 10 o'clock live broadcast and talked to Pam Tebow and Paul Kolker, the, the MC. I didn't get to go to the luncheon, but I'm sure it was a blast. And uh, that, that was pretty cool. Why it was going out there? a lot of fun. And I did some shopping. I did some damage. <laughs> did oh, did I, I did some yeah. shopping. Some Christmas gifts, some maybe Christmas gifts to myself. I'm not sure. Um, but we uh, had a lot of fun. And of course, all the people we had on the air were a lot of fun as well. See, I, I don't think it's too unusual for guys to not like to shop. And I, I'm not a big, I don't, because I, I can never make up my mind about what I want. <laughs> but this one was particularly hard because you I mean, know like, everybody. I know so many people there <laughs> and you walk five feet and it's it's like you're talking to somebody and then you walk five more feet and you're talking to somebody else you know, uh, which is kind of cool, you know, which is great. But uh, it, it didn't make it, you know, real conducive to do a lot of shopping. But uh, it was a great event and we, it was great to be out there. And speaking of live remotes, we have one more before the Thanksgiving oh, holiday. Yes, I just want to yes. bring up really quickly. Um, please tune in this Wednesday. And as I'm saying this, it's it's a start at nine o'clock, Dave. Uh, I think so. Nine o'clock. Yeah, Nine a.m. this Wednesday. <laughs> um, we're going to be at the Catholic Charities of Fort Worth uh, offices in Fort Worth. Yes, 9 a.m. is it? It's 9 to 10. Um, and we're going to talk uh, specifically a lot about the Gabriel Project because they're in the midst of a campaign right now that we'll tell you more about. Um, but also just all the great work that they do at Catholic Charities in Fort Worth. Uh, so I think it's our first time visiting this particular office. And I will say it's kind of special to me. My sister works for I've Catholic Charities. I've actually been there before. Okay, well, not, I not, not for broadcast. Okay, well, you've been there. I'm saying first time as a broadcast. <laughs> 
podcast, I think. Oh, okay, um, okay. Well, and you know, um, I, my sister works for the Gabriel Project for the Catholic Charities Fort Worth, so our jobs are going to collide for the first time. Oh, so it's pretty wow. fun. Hopefully not. Hopefully not literally. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I mean, we're clumsy, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So happy Thanksgiving uh, in advance to everybody, and this is the Good News Show. Thanks for joining us, and let us get on to our first uh, topic de, de jour. Um, and uh, as I mentioned, Kathleen Twetton is Director of Donor Relations for Tobit Theology of the Body Evangelization Team. It joins us in studio. And uh, Kathleen, nice to meet you. I think we're meeting officially for the first time, huh? Yeah, thanks so much, Dave. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so uh, tell us about yourself. I think you, you are, one of the things that's really interesting about you is that you run a very unique business. And so uh, feel free to, to tell us about that, about yourself, your parish, family, whatever we need to know to get, get to know Kathleen Twetton a little bit better. Excellent. So I actually own and operate a garage door company, and I know that's unusual for something um, that a woman might do, especially a mom with four young children. But I grew up in a family of brothers, and for whatever reason, it has come very easily to me. I take great mm. interest in the technical aspects of it, and I love helping people. And garage doors are just one of those things that if it doesn't open and you need to leave you for work, problems. Yeah. You, you need yeah. someone to show up and fix it. So it's kind of fun to swoop in and you know deliver. I try to over-deliver in terms of my customer care, but keep my prices below the industry average because I've been at this since 2018. So I'm really mm. familiar with the market and the yeah. technicians in the area. So it's kind of a fun little now side yeah. hustle with do you, have, do you have a website that you want to yeah, get Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's wall2wallgarage.com. Okay. And that's from one wall to the other. So the word T-O, not the numeral two. Wall2wallgarage.com. Okay. Look it up. My phone number's all over there. Text me, call me anytime. I would love to help you out with a garage door, an opener, a repair. And in your spare time, you work for Tobit, right? <laughs> I work for Tobit, yeah. uh, so. I'm a parishioner um, at St. Luke's in South Irving. Okay. And I live in Irving. I, I honestly love to attend Cistercian Monastery for yeah, Mass. I'll go to their beautiful. daily Mass um, in the early morning. It just feels like a, a touch point of heaven on earth. Yeah. And again, just having the brothers. I went to the University of Dallas, and I was on campus with a, a fair number of the monks who are there now. Mm -hmm. and. You know, Father Robert McGuire was a professor of mine. Father James Lehrberger was a professor of mine. So it does feel a little bit like a home away from home. But, you know, they're not a parish, so I've got to yeah. have my parish church, too. Yeah, and you get to hear the monks uh, chanting yeah. before the Mass. And yeah. it, it is a... Uh, I, I think you, you described it very well. It is kind of a heavenly experience for sure. I enjoy going over there when I can. So, all right. Well, thanks for that information about yourself and your business and uh, and your family as well. So how did you connect with Monica and Tobit and how did that all come about? Yeah. So actually, way back 15 years ago when I was on campus at the University of Dallas, I was a participant in a theology of the body study group with Tobit Um but didn't, didn't barely maybe knew Monica, barely, you know, barely even participated, but had heard of T-O-B-E-T, this mm -hmm. organization, Theology of the Body Evangelization Team. And then, you know, graduated, moved on with life, moved to another state. Fast forward 15 years, and I'm at daily mass at St. Luke's. And, um, you know, the short answer is how did I get, how did I get involved with Tobit most recently? God roped me into it, slash, <laughs> Blessed me with the opportunity, yeah, as often yeah. happens when one prays sincerely, here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. Mm -hmm. um, and I had had an experience in my garage door business 
where I had sold $15,000 worth of garage doors, had collected a down payment, a 50% down payment, and upon completion of the job received nothing. And so that was, that was really devastating and frustrating to have, you know, a member of my human family fail yeah. to pay me something that was, that was mine. And, and I, and I needed a job that could cover my mm-hmm. mortgage, my kids' education. Um, and so Monica and I just bumped into each other after a mass at St. Luke's and I was, she's a friend of mine now. And so we're in a book club together. And so we're just chatting about kind of what's going on, you know, my personal life and yours. And she said, well, I really need a director of donor relations. Why don't you apply for the job? Yeah. And I thought, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I run a garage door company that does, that doesn't really fit, doesn't go yeah. hand in hand. But I said, okay, Lord, this must be something. So I went ahead and applied and I really encouraged her. You know, and they did, they had a lot of applicants and a lot of interviews. And I said, you know, please hire the one that stands out that mm-hmm. will be the best fit for this organization. Cause yeah. I love theology of the body. I love JP too. I want to see them grow and succeed. And. Of course, lo and behold, you our Lord was like, okay, girl, you go. So, uh, I was going to say a dumb, yeah. dumb joke saying she thought you could open some doors, but I'm not going to say that, okay? Uh, oh, but, okay. It, but it was worth saying, so I'm glad you brought uh, it up. I'm not going to say that dumb joke, okay? <laughs> she thought you could open some doors, okay? Uh, all right. Uh, so, okay, well, great. So you got the job, and here you are, Director of Donor Relations. So, uh, I, and I, I know recently I saw you go up and accept a, an award from the Catholic Foundation uh, at All Saints, and so clearly it's working so you just you, you raise funds so you can keep, keep the ministry going right yeah yeah that's exactly right so just within the last year we've received our biggest grant ever that has allowed us to hire dedicated yeah. individuals in different um yeah. you know specific roles and also to set out on our newest program called my body my identity which is really a direct response to the just the incredible pain that we see in our culture with um, pornography, abortion, transgenderism, promiscuity, things that these lies that our culture is now telling us so loudly that children need an antidote. Um, and we're grateful that now our um, more ecumenical Protestant brothers and sisters are taking a strong interest in the theology of the body. Mm. And so our largest grant is actually coming from a Protestant foundation. Oh, is that right? Yeah, oh, that wow. is that is really passionate about seeing these materials produced and available to, you know, as many Christians as possible. Yeah, and invite everybody to go to the website. It's tobit.org. It stands for Theology of the Body Evangelization Team, tobit.org. And, you know, there are probably a few people out there listening, scratching their heads saying, okay, Theology of the Body, you know, uh, you know, we get new listeners all the time. They may not be familiar with this. So let's just uh, take a step back and, uh, and uh, you know, give us your, a little longer than an elevator speech, but give, give us a, a, a little bit of a, a, an explanation of what is the theology of the body and what are the key you know, tenets? And I know it goes back to like the late 1970s and all that. So, so tell our listeners about it. Sure. Yeah. I can give you a sentence or two that sums it up nicely. And then I could just launch. So you stop me when you've heard enough. <laughs> Sis will turn your microphone off when it gets to be too long. Okay. Um, uh, so the theology of the body is a series of talks by St. John Paul, which helps us to see through our bodies that we are made for love. That's how we are made in God's image and likeness when we love. And we as humans who are embodied persons can only love through our bodies. Many people think the theology of the body is about sex and sexuality, and that's kind of where it stops. 
But as we know, all people are made for love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and Monica has, of course, this became almost like an instant hit when, I don't know how long it took. I remember uh, Christopher West was popularizing this, and there have been a number of people that have taken those 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 teachings by uh, Pope John Paul II. George Weigel said it's a time bomb waiting to go off. Famously, he said that. And so, but uh, Monica, um, you know, did, did, has just done amazing work with it. We'll talk about that in just a second, what her vision was originally, because I know she's been at this for a long time. But, you know, I think you'd probably agree, Kathleen, that the, the teachings are, you know, for reasons that you've explained a moment ago, uh, as applicable today, if not more so. It's almost like John Paul II back in the late 1970s, early 80s, saw the direction the world was going, and it's almost like he prophetically looked and said, you know what, there's going to come a time when people are going to be so utterly confused about, I mean, even, you know, what a woman is or the the difference between sexes. I, I know they had uh, the, the, the Miss Universe contest over the weekend, and two of the contestants were biological males. And of course, the culture celebrates this, and it's just like this is crazy. But, anyways, how how are these teachings especially applicable today? Other than a couple of things I've already mentioned. Yeah. So, um, obviously, going all the way back to I don't know time immemorial, mm-hmm. we've had we've had these misunderstandings about what the body is and what the gift of human sexuality is. Um, so we've had, you know, Augustine writing in the 300s and then 800 years later, your favorite, Dave Thomas yeah. Aquinas. Um, and now 800 years from there, we've got JP2. And for me personally, and I think that, you know, thousands, maybe millions would echo this. Um, we need an antidote to the lies that our culture is telling us. And I'll just share a little personal story um i my early childhood was actually spent in hawaii and i was raised in what i would consider a pretty sheltered family Mm -hmm. Um, we did not watch television we did not play video games you know screens were not part of our life very intentionally um and yet exploring a beautiful beach on the island of maui with my brothers we came across a playboy magazine and so at five years old i was exposed to you know not just inappropriate content, but a disordered communication of what human sexuality is, can be, and should be. And so mm-hmm. I feel very passionately that our five-year-olds need the antidote. Mm-hmm. You know, that we don't wait, don't wait to talk to your 13-year-old, 15-year-old, 18-year-old, but, but teach your youngest child from the moment they can understand your words and even your body language that God made you for love. So I've got this little tot book with me. My five-year-old has this book memorized cover to cover. It's called Everybody is a Gift. Yeah, I've read that to my son. My <laughs> son's 10 now, but I have read some of your books to him. They're, they're, they're so good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like it's not too early and it's not too right, late. I right. mean, I, I came very late to the game in terms of understanding from a visceral place how important my body is and the bodies of my children are and the bodies of the people around me are. Um, so if it took me into my 30s to really, really understand to the extent that I can as a human mm-hmm. being what God is doing in our bodies and why he has created us the way that he has created us, 
then it's not too late, but it's certainly never too early. So yeah, you know, you know, when you sat when you came uh, thirty minutes ago and you sat in my office, I immediately dragged you into a philosophical conversation because I love philosophy so much. And you mentioned Augustine and some of these other ones, but even like Rene Descartes, you know, I think therefore I am. He split the mind and the body, and so there's always been this, you know, this this tension, which it shouldn't be because we're composite, you know, a soul and body. But there's a lot there, and I, I just love what you guys are doing and. Thank you for that explanation and for bringing all those books in. You got to some of those. It's like show and tell, isn't it? Yeah, and I will. I have to. I have to quote one more. This is my very favorite book. It's called Happy and Whole. And I've got. I've got the first. You know, two pages memorized. Oh, just the first page. Here we go. God made me a person, body and soul. God made me to be happy and whole. Oh yeah, it rhymes. So, it rhymes. Nice. The whole book and, rhymes. It's so easy oh, for kids to understand it's like Dr. it. Dr. Seuss or something, yeah, there, but, right? <laughs> but it's so important to know. I'm supposed yeah. to be happy. I'm supposed to be whole. This is the way God made me. You know, I. The mm-hmm. temptation to mutilate one's body because you feel like you're in the wrong body or something. No, yeah. no, understand from such an early age how precious you are exactly as you are. Yeah, and yeah, you're a lot younger than I am, but I know probably you'd agree, even when we were younger. The, the, the kids are not getting the kind of uh, pernicious influence that they are today. I've got, you know, a, a daughter in high school and believe me, all this transgenderism and, you know, confusion, it's it's part of every every kid knows about this, probably by the time they're, you know, 10 years old, because it's just permeated in these schools. Right. Um, Kathleen Twetton is my guest, director of donor relations for the Theology of the Body Evangelization team. They're located at tobet.org, T-O-B-E-T.org. And talk about the the, the vision. I, I saw on your website that uh, Tobit was founded on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. How appropriate, 2001. So this has been going on with Monica for over 20 years. Yeah. What was kind of the original vision and where has it come? Because I understand it's just exploding. Yeah, absolutely. So the original vision of the co-founders, there were actually nine young adults, including Monica Ashour, who wanted to renew and sanctify the family. Um, and so we do that through educational resources. There are dozens of resources on our website. Um, in book format, we have a curriculum called The Body Matters. It's 18 books. We've actually, we're getting very near to um, repackaging it for a wider Christian audience as we've received this major donation that has allowed us to do that. Um, and we're also working on our newest project, My Body, My Identity, Discovering God's Design, which includes over 50 videos covering sensitive topics like promiscuity, homosexual activity, transgenderism, pornography, abortion. Um, and we're deliberately choosing to make these resources wholesome and accessible to children um, to meet the needs of the parents and the other educators who are communicating with the children and youth about the messages that our culture is bombarding them with. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, so, yeah, and as I, I know I mentioned, uh, Monica, traveling to all these different countries, and uh, it's really become very international. So I've got some friends. I mentioned to you uh, the Pratts who do marriage prep through Tobit. And so what what are the some of the other... I guess, uh, things that you're doing locally and even beyond the local area. And I guess also, is there a need for volunteers? I don't know if that's a question that you can answer, but talk about that. What are the local activities and who is, who's being affected by Tobit? Um, so we've got a curriculum that I think hit the market in 2017. And so many, 
Catholic schools in the area are currently using it. Catholic schools all over the country are using it. It's actually um, a diocese in Canada just rolled it out to all of their Catholic schools. So that was kind of our big, mm. exciting Almost yeah. international. It's international, yeah. Well, right? Yeah, it's a different country. <laughs> yeah, country so, same continent, but uh-huh. hey, that counts. Um, and then, of course, Monica does all kinds of speaking commitments, you know, now all over the world. Very exciting that she's leaving on this mm-hmm. big trip, I think, later this week. <laughs> <laughs> She'll come back mid-December. Lord willing, please pray for her. We need her. She's an amazing speaker, amazing content creator. Um, and the team has really, really grown a lot. So we've got this curriculum we're hard at work. We've got, um, you know, marriage preparation, teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not the one to ask this question. Yeah, no, I know my, my friends, the parents, I mean, they, they say it's very effective because they, the, the couples are in marriage prep and, uh, they, they, most of them have never heard any of this stuff. And then they fill out these little questionnaires after the, the, the day long session and, Couples will say, you know, we were, you know, living together, sleeping together before marriage, but we're not going to do that. We've making a, you know, so it really makes a difference. Once people are educated about these kind of thing, uh, it, it definitely changes lives. And I love that you all are reaching, you know, children. I, I've, I've, I've really always believed that there's no reason to wait until somebody's in high school or college or university level to begin teaching them some deep things because the kids can handle it if you bring it down to their level, which you guys do. Um, uh, talk about, um, I mentioned uh, about the, the need for volunteers. Anything is regarding financial support. You're director of uh, donor relations. You <laughs> right. know about financial of course, support, right? Of course, right? I gotta, gotta yeah. send a plug in here. Um, I will say as far as volunteers goes, um, perhaps uh, if you would take interest in something like supporting our marriage preparation work, um, you know, if you are a married person or someone who's very passionate about marriage and has, you know, a little, a little seasoning in that department <laughs> and could possibly volunteer that capacity, feel free to reach out. Um, honestly, our biggest need truly is financial support right now because we feel that we have so much work cut out for us Mm -hmm. and not enough hands on deck to get the work done. And I, you know, the, with like the, the background and content creation and theology of the body. And, you know, we want to hire individuals who have studied this stuff for years, have amazing resumes and have an ability to communicate clearly and effectively. Um, And so if you have anything to offer, if this, organization resonates with you at all we ask for anything anything twenty dollars two hundred twenty thousand you know two hundred thousand that was our, our biggest one go for two million. <laughs> right. I, was gonna, million I was gonna stop at five zeros but <laughs> truly whatever the holy spirit yeah. might you know ask of you we are so grateful it allows us to really um, multiply the work that we're doing in a much quicker more effective capacity so that we can reach as many youth and children as possible as quickly as possible all right uh well thank you so much we are out of time but i do want to thank kathleen twetton director of donor relations for coming in and again thanks to michelle stavens for setting this up and of course the awesome monica ash our president founder of the theology of the body evangelization team Tobit.org. Now, you told me you were an introvert. Now, come on. I, I, I don't see any indications of that. I mean, if I could go home and take a nap now, I yeah. would. <laughs> I think you even used the term double introvert, right? Uh, so that's like a real big introvert. No, thank you so much. You did a great job in representing Tobit. Uh, go to their website, Tobit.org. There's a lot there. 
And uh, they really are doing uh, awesome things. So, Kathleen, thank you so much for visiting. I appreciate it very much. And uh, we're halfway through the Good News program on this November 20th. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to introduce you to three gentlemen who are working for the Authentic Leadership Foundation. They are doing, uh, they're putting on an event two weeks from today. Uh, Monday, December 4th, uh, call with the, uh, Raymond Arroyo is going to be their, their speaker. It's called Bring Out the Greatness 2023 in Addison. And, uh, we'll talk about authentic leadership, what that means. And, uh, it's going to be a fun conversation. So the show will roll on after this three minute break. We'll be back. Hello, this is Steve Gleason, your Wednesday host of A Life Lived Joyfully, presented by the Guadalupe Radio Network. Join us Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern, as we begin with the Divine Mercy Chaplet, followed by A Life Lived Joyfully. We're going to explore the call to holiness and the life of virtue. And be sure to call in with your questions during our open line segment. That number is 877-757-9424. That is 877-757-9424. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks John Pelletier with Cressa Real Estate for his sponsorship of KTH 910 AM. John and his wife Kathleen and children are parishioners at St. Bernard's Parish in Dallas and very active in the local Catholic community. He invites you to contact him if you are in need of commercial office or industrial space for your company. John has represented GRN in their office needs for years. He can be reached by calling 214-277-4524 or by emailing jpelletier at cresa.com. Thank you for listening to the Guadalupe Radio Network and being part of the family. Families pray for each other. We would be honored if you would let us pray with you and for you. You don't even have to tell us your name. Just go to our website, grnonline.com, or call our prayer request line and leave us a message at 800-395-4008. That's 800-395-4008. We will be praying for you every day. St. Joseph is a patron saint of home and family. At My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine, we support the Guadalupe Radio Network's mission of honoring and supporting home and family as longtime sponsors of KATH 910 AM. We're Bob and Norma Duane, owners of My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine. We would be honored to speak with you about all your mortgage needs. We can be reached at 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. We are an Eagle Housing Lender, NMLS 265303. Listen to the spirit world with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. Demonic activity appears to be on the rise. I'm Debbie Giorgiani, and I invite you to join Adam Bly and me this weekend for the spirit world. On the spirit world, we offer a Catholic perspective on angels, demons, and how the spiritual and physical worlds interact. Saturdays at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Guadalupe Radio Network and other EWTN radio affiliates. Visit grnonline.com slash spiritworld. Hello, my name is Liz Martz. My husband, Bill, and I own Master Tech Auto Repair in Plano. We are proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. Master Tech is a full-service auto repair for all vehicles, from oil changes to complete engine replacement or transmission service. We are located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day. All right, we are <laughs> back. We got an Irishman in the studio and having an Irish show if we're talking Ireland. So uh, anyways, this is a good news show. 
And a great interview there, a great conversation with Kathleen about Tobit, the Algae of the Body Evangelization Team. And I'm really excited about this next uh, interview as well. As I mentioned, I've got three gentlemen in the studio from the Authentic Leadership Foundation. If you put a .org at the end of that, uh, you'll find a lot of information about uh, their mission of, of building authentic leaders molded with strong character uh, they help young people build character as the foundation for their actions and decision-making. And joining me in studio is Darren Smith. He is the co-founder of Authentic Leadership Foundation. We also have Pierre Kajakji. Did I get that close? <laughs> okay, I'm getting a thumbs up. All right. He's the president of the board. And uh, Kieran Quinn. Uh, Director of Community Outreach from Northern Ireland. Okay, we got something in common because my bride is from Northern Ireland. So you're going to hear a cool Irish accent here in just a second. So welcome to all of you. And I understand we might uh, be getting a, a call from Pierre's son as well, who went through the training. So Darren Smith, great to see you. Thanks for taking time to be here with us today. And uh, and and I, and I should say the. Uh, bring out the greatness event we're going to talk about uh, two weeks from today, uh, Monday, December fourth, seven p.m. <laughs> Venue 4050 in Addison, Raymond Arroyo is going to be the speaker. That's going to be really, really a great event. So, uh, Darren, good good to see you. Thanks for coming in. Hey, always grateful. Thank you. Yeah, you and I went to Jesuit together. Uh, one, you're you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're my, my uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, one year younger than me. You were okay. the, the great class of 85. I was the almost as great class of 86. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this is uh, Authentic Leadership Foundation, relatively new, founded in 2021. But you've been doing leadership training for a long time. I, I know this. So tell us kind of the kind of where you've been, why the, what exactly is your goal and purpose, and how the, uh, what is the Authentic Leadership Foundation about? No, absolutely. So I grew up in what I would uh, call the leadership industrial complex. Uh, having five kids, uh, I'll go into Catholic school, um, you know, did well enough in that uh, to pay tuition. And I, uh, John Kaiser said, I always give him credit, uh, he's an ethics professor at University of Dallas, a uh, good friend. Put a book in my hand by some Russian guy by the name of Alexander Havard. Okay. And it's kind of that idea of uh, once you read something that's true, you cannot unread it. Mm. It stays with you, right? Uh, or hear something, you can't unhear it. And from that point forward, um, I had to go down the road of following truth. And that's not always what happens um, in coaching and training um, those types of uh, you know, institutes for leadership. Um, the secular world has it upside down, and I think that we're helping to turn it right side up. Mm-hmm. I say that very humbly. Now, it mentions on the website a couple of times uh, that you're looking to train young people. Now, uh, did you, you talking about like college students or people newly in the, the their their job, or are all people able to benefit this? Or what what is the range of age of who you who you will help? Well, we like to say um, tongue in cheek that. Uh, we'll go wherever we're wanted, okay. uh, but proactively, it's Catholic high schools. Okay. Oh, wow. Interesting. I'd love to hear more about that. Let me bring uh, Pierre. I'm not going to try. If I got your name right the last night once, I'm, I'm going to leave. I quit while I'm ahead. So Pierre is here, president of the board, and uh, uh, thanks for coming in. To tell us how you got involved with Darren and how this group, uh, uh, what, what, what interested you about the Authentic Leadership Foundation? Well, David, thanks for having us on. And uh, also, a couple of years when we were here and we were explaining what we yeah. were trying to accomplish, we never dreamed what God would have accomplished to this point. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so it, it's been a, a wonderful, wonderful um, evolution of what what has started. And Darren just said that you know we work we one of our primary goals is obviously working through the to the high schools. Um, but you know our first emphasis is on educators, mm-hmm. and educators are obviously those who lead the high school, the faculty, staff, and guess what? Uh, you're an educator. Uh, Darren's an educator. Kieran, who's with us here today, is an educator. And uh, why is that? We're parents. We're coaches. Mm-hmm. We lead our companies. Um, so uh, we our trainings do involve the actual leadership, if you will. And so uh, it's you know it's been a great experience. And I, Darren has probably talked to you several times. We've had several hundred people go through our program. We're working with educators right now. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been a, a great, great experience. So we can talk much more into that. Yeah, and we also want to get to the event uh, that's coming up in a couple of weeks as well. Let me bring Kieran into the conversation, Director of Community Outreach for the Authentic Leadership Foundation. And uh, Kieran, all the way from uh, Belfast, Northern Ireland, and here you are. And I know you've been here over 20 years in America, but uh, what is your background and how did you get associated with Authentic Leadership Foundation? Again, Dave, thank you. Thank you very much for having us here today. Uh, as you said, I'm from Northern Ireland, a little small town outside of Belfast, but I did go to college, a Catholic education college in Belfast, and I was a teacher in Belfast for four years before I came to the United States in 1987, and I taught in Catholic schools for 15 years. My first school was St. Mary of Carmel in West Dallas, which I loved, and they were the reason I stayed in the United States. And then in um, 1995, St. Rita in North Dallas, uh, poached me away. They were a sister school <laughs> of St. Mary of Cromwell. Yeah. And, uh, and I met my bride the same year, Melanie. And uh, Melanie went to St. Monica, went to Ursuline Academy. Uh, she's, a, she's an Aggie. And uh, I met her in 94, and we got married in 95. And that's when I started St. Rita. So my background is education. But through the church at St. Rita, I met uh, Pierre. And through the years, I met Darren. Uh, and I got involved with the uh, Authentic Leadership Foundation spring of 2022. Pierre and I were having a coffee one morning. I would have seen Pierre as a mentor, and they were talking. I was at a kind of crossroads in my career, and he encouraged me to take the uh, Authentic Leadership's fundamental training. Mm-hmm. So of course I said yes. Really didn't know what I was getting into, and there were many times through those first weeks that I wanted to throw the towel in. But um, persisted, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, said, you need to do this. This is for you. So they offered me a position. After I finished the training, they offered me a small position, which I will say has grown, and uh, it is a passion of mine now uh, with the community outreach and and being part of the training, uh, being a guide in the training. So that's how I've been involved, and um, we're in the season now of asking and promoting and through the bring out the greatness event on December 4th. We're raising awareness. We're trying to raise some money to help scale what we do with the adults mm-hmm. that we've done it so far to schools. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, and we right now have a, have a wonderful cohort of uh, administrators and uh, pastors uh, that are three weeks into an eight-week training. And our, our goal was to, to scale this to Catholic schools in the diocesan area. And, uh, and I... We're getting there. The Holy Spirit's working, and 
Amen. Thank yeah, you. that's awesome. It's a good transition to talk about, uh, Darren, you mentioned high schools. That's one of your primary focuses. How does that happen? Are you in some high schools now and how so? Maybe you can just give an example of how uh, Authentic Leadership Foundation is, is, is blessing these local uh, high schools. Sure, sure. It starts with some questions. So the question would be, for example, um, what if you could meld your experience and your knowledge with a principled decision-making process for greater results? Okay. Right? Um, and then from there is, how do you see the world today? Most people uh, have a visible reaction to that. Um, it's not going as well as it could. Let's just put it, put it that way. And then how did we get there? And how we got there, in my opinion, is, is that we have had some training going on that we didn't ask for in the form of ideology, mm-hmm. right? And that's produced some negative results, I would say. So going into your question, um, we're providing training in using the truth, specifically to make decisions. When you say principled, there's principles, those are truths, virtues, those are truths. And so showing people uh, this framework that we have, this principled decision-making framework, how to use it, and how to train kids differently. And so are you training the principals, the educators, the administrators, the the adults, and then they use those principles to teach the kids? You're not going directly to the kids, is that no, right? No, so it's a, it's a, it's a transfer of um, capacity, okay. right? Uh, we want the school to own it. So it's, a, it's an iterative process over three semesters. Um, we've got a core group of faculty um, and they get coaching on top of the training, and they get accountability reports on top of that, and that goes on for um, a semester. But the coaching continues because they need to continue to grow and be accountable and be pushed. Uh, but then they become the coaches for a second iteration of a larger faculty training, and then from there uh, they go to the students. Students, this is what we've been doing. Uh, these are our results so far. We're working on this. Uh, we want to be saints. And so we're asking you to do what we've done. All right. Uh, I understand we have Pierre's son, James, uh, on the line. He's a uh, grad school TCU business student, I think, right now, uh, four-year letterman at TCU football. And uh, he was on last year's championship run. So that's uh, I remember how close they got to that championship. So, Pierre, if you would, introduce him in, in addition to what I've already said. And he's going to give, I understand, a testimony about his own experience in the training. I think you said there's an eight-week training course going on right now. You're about three weeks into it. And this, I'm sure, repeats uh, periodically. So whatever we need, uh, our listeners need to know to understand a little bit better about what James is going to give a testimony to. Can you explain that? Yeah, sure. And, and if I could uh, digress just a little bit, your, your previous interview with a wonderful, wonderful person from Tobit, uh, Tobit was part of one of our programs. And uh, James actually went through the same program, not the same cohort. Mm-hmm. Uh, but James is... Um, you know, uh, if I can step back, during the COVID time, I had all five of my boys in the house, mm-hmm. uh, ages from seventh grade through one boy in seminary. Mm-hmm. And they were all taking uh, the internet bandwidth in my house, and we were all stuck together. And it was a wonderful first opportunity to introduce um, what we'd call a character-based Authentic leadership. Uh, at the time, we called it the, uh, and it was part of Alex Havard's training, which is a, he is a big part of our program, and we use a lot of his material, and we're very grateful to okay. him 
But um, it was uh, called a VLI, Virtuous Leadership Institute. So they'll put that plug in for them. Uh, they went through the program, and James was uh, already on the football team at TCU. Uh, he and a lot of my boys were asking, well, why don't we have this kind of uh, formative training in terms of character-based approach to leadership on our teams? We don't, why don't we have that? And I said, well, you have an opportunity to grow and introduce it. And he took that to heart. James did, and he'll tell you a little bit about why he took our program and sort of how it's affected him. All right. Uh, good introduction to James. Uh, James went through the program, uh, and he's on the phone with us now. James, go ahead and take it there from what your dad already said and tell us how this uh, program benefited you uh, in life and business and uh, maybe even sports. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, mm-hmm. I think my dad did a great job with that introduction. Um, just for a little <laughs> more background. Yeah, yeah. So currently a graduate student, getting my master's in business analytics at PTU. Um, yes, I did letter for four years, and it it was in fact uh, not that close to the game in the championship, but <laughs> 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 it was still a blessing to be there. Um, but yeah, um, like my dad said, we were exposed, you know, during the summer of COVID, and it was a blessing to have that sort of exposure to our authentic leadership in the form of a soft introduction a couple years ago. And this past summer, I was involved in that summer cohort, which really just refined what I learned a couple years back. And so authentic leadership for me was um, less about being powerful and and influential or learn to be a strong manager as much as it was about refining my character and uh, gaining a better understanding of myself as God has created me. And through that knowledge of my creativeness, gaining a better understanding of how to make decisions that would uphold the dignity of others pursuing common good. Um, So it's really just been really holistic in my formation, giving me direction. And so um, what I also came to realize through this program was that you don't necessarily have to be the captain or be part of the higher ups or member of a leadership council of an organization to be a leader. And, you know, it's that concept that leadership is not just confined to uh, being in a position of high influence. And I certainly wasn't regarded as someone who had a strong voice of reason in the context of the entire football team. Um, within my small position group is a different story, but I was really equipped to be a leader in the way that I carried myself, the way I treated other players um, members of the staff, athletic trainers, equipment managers. And so this approach was attractive for people really of all different um, stages of their faith, maybe even the ones who are more secular, because deep down in everyone's heart, there's that longing for intimacy with Christ. And um, another thing I learned is that you can create a space for someone to understand their divine sonship, wherever you quote unquote rank as part of a team. Um, and something else that I've observed in my inner circles, as well as looking outwards, uh, just through my recent experiences is that there is that subtle fight for identity that many young men and women experience, you know, whether it's going into college and then that transition afterwards into the workplace. And I mentioned this because that wasn't necessarily something that I, it wasn't a cross that I had to carry. I didn't face that identity crisis that most college athletes might go through, um, you know, in that thought process of what's my purpose now that I'm not competing. And so, um, by virtue of doing this program last summer as well, having exposure a couple of years ago, prior to me finishing out my college career, I was able to uncover my mission. I had a better understanding of my purpose and this helped me really to not allow external situation of a transition period, create crisis in my life. Um, my purpose as you know, outlined in the catechism was to, uh, no love and serve, no love and serve God. And my mission, which is a little bit more subjective, was to bring positivity and joy into all facets of my life and serve as a witness to, uh, witness to the love and grace of Jesus Christ. And um, so what I came to realize, it doesn't really matter physically where I'm at in my life. 
but there's always an opportunity to be a conduit of grace and lead others towards Christ. Um, and then just a little bit more is that um, ever since kind of moving on from athletics, I've really taken on more of an active role as a student and as well as a member in the Catholic community here on TCU's campus. And so my thought process as a leader has really pointed towards that framework of making principled decisions and, you know, how can I make sure I'm not just managing, but actually authentically leading others to discover greatness. Wow. That's quite a, quite a testimony. Thank you so much. Uh, James Koshachi, uh, who is the son of Pierre Koshachi, uh, president of the board of the Authentic Leadership Foundation. Thank you very much for, for that testimony. That's really uh, amazing how, how much it has blessed you, James. Thank you. Uh, Darren, that's, uh, that, that's quite a, quite a testimony. And I love how he has incorporated uh, some of his uh, his Catholic faith, and uh, tell us about how how much you know character and virtue. Uh, how much of this is based on anything directly or indirectly related to Catholic teachings? Yeah, I appreciate you asking that. There's a couple of questions I think that run through most people's minds, especially when they're looking at us. Um, <laughs> where did you guys come from? Where does this come from? Uh, how do we know that it's true? And the fact of the matter is, uh, this has been around a long time. Um, I would say Baltimore Catechism was, you know, if you look in that, it's question, answer, question, answer. I mean, it's uh, a matter of fact, uh, somehow we got away from that uh, in the church, especially teaching uh, theology formation in our schools. And uh, there's smatterings. You could see, you know, uh, Virtue of the Month in some school. You got advisory in high school where you've got somebody in a small group you can talk to that's your peer, or you've got a faculty member that, you know, rides herd over that advisory group for the four years, maybe you're in high school. Um, what we basically have done is repackage all of these things that have already existed. Um, so that's my answer to somebody saying, you know, where does this come from? The other question um, uh, the hard one that's out there. Kieran, we were just talking about this morning. What was that other question? Um, what was the hard question? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> it's it's such us. a hard question. You it's don't remember. Question. <laughs> <laughs> we can't remember. Well, let's, uh, let's we'll come back to <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, I want to make sure that we don't uh, miss out talking about this event. And did you want to go ahead and yeah, yeah go so ahead. I actually had it written down. I was able to yeah. pull out real quick. What you know, you guys have a lofty goal here. I mean, what do you what do you think you're going to be able to do? And and the answer is like, well, how many people graduate from a high one high school in a year? I don't know, two two fifty. Well, what if we had ten high schools? Just ten, just ten. Um, how many is that? Well, that's twenty five hundred people. What if we could train twenty five hundred young adults? on how to make decisions using the truth. So what does that mean? What's in that framework? They practice their mission, clarity of mission, right? They practice building character strength and measuring it. They practice using a quad chart with an X and a Y axis. Common good is on the X axis. Any of the person's on the Y axis. And we're trying to get to the upper right quadrant, you know, between those two axes, right? And so we've made this very, very practical because everybody's favorite radio station besides uh, 910 KATH is WIFM radio. What's in it for me? Right? And so when you teach that to a young person and, and they get greater results, Results, then they're hooked. You don't leave something that is helping you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And so, what if we can do that twenty five hundred times a year? And that's very small, yeah. right? That's the only way that I think that we train people and push back against the training uh, that we're all experiencing with all this negative, um, yeah. these negative results. Yeah, and Darren, I think it's important to, to state that we're not there to change curriculum. 
the the programs. Many of these schools have have great theology programs, mm-hmm. service programs, fantastic. We're about integrating every aspect of who you are and growth in every part of that curriculum, whether mm-hmm. it be at the locker room, on the sports field, in the robotics class, on the stage, the theater, whatever it is, it's all about integrating that. Yeah, very nice. Uh, gosh, time has gone by so fast. We're down to our last five minutes. And so let's talk about this event uh, two weeks from tonight. Uh, is it called 4050? Is that the venue? for? Um, it's going to be in Addison. And Raymond Arroyo will be the speaker. Bring out the greatness. Celebrating principal decision-making and character building as the cornerstone of authentic leadership. Uh, I think uh, Raymond's talk is going to be called Using Truths to Live Your Life. Uh, give everybody a little synopsis. Or can people still go and buy tickets? And uh, what else should people know about that? Whoever would be the right one to talk about. Is that, your, is that you, Karen? <laughs> I can absolutely speak to that. Um, first of all, from the Athletic Leadership Foundation, we'd like to thank everyone. We are in the Thanksgiving week. Uh, we've had many donors and sponsors over the years. And um, as much as we're asking right now, uh, awareness right now, we're also thanking people for their generosity. Uh, you can buy tickets, as you said earlier, on our website, theatheticleadershipfoundation.org. Um, there's a tab on there to get to the Bring Out the Greatness event. Uh, as you said, Raymond Arroyo is our keynote speaker, but we're also honoring um, a couple of individuals, a couple from uh, Denver, uh, Colorado, excuse me, um, and I'll let Pierre talk to that for a moment, talk about that for a moment. But yes, you can buy tickets online, and if you can't go, you can make a donation online for a ticket for someone who can go and can't afford that that ticket. We have many young people that can't afford the ticket who would love to go and see Raymond Arroyo. But Pierre, why don't you speak to? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. is that Annie and Scott Powell? Is yeah, that who you're yeah, talking about? Did, yeah, yeah, I saw that on the website. Yes. Yeah, Tell David, do you know a little bit about the uh, Camp Wotiwa? Um, I'll be honest with you. Of course, I know who Wotiwa is. That's yeah. the, the Pope John Paul II's name, but I was not familiar with this. Tell us about it. Yeah, and and this is a, these are two excellent individuals who have uh, what we call a very magnanimous spirit and and great humility, fraternal humility. In other words, they combine those two virtues which are what we call the essence of leadership. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and um, uh, those two virtues are magna- magnanimity and, of course, fraternal humility. The, these two uh, had a common vision of building a advent- outdoor high-adventure camp. It's been going on for over 10 years, and they bring kids from all over the country and the world, actually. Um, and you, it's amazing what they do and how people discover God out there and how great each individual is as as learned through nature, mm. then they take that back to their communities. Oh, wow. And uh, if you you can learn a lot more about about them, uh, you can learn about them online, and obviously you can hear about them if you come to our event. All right. Uh, the event, uh, as I mentioned several times, uh, Monday, December 4th, two weeks from tonight, in Addison, uh, keynote speaker Raymond Arroyo. We are down to our last two or three minutes. So, Darren, I know we've only scratched the surface, and there's a whole lot more to talk about. If people want to go they learn more about Authentic Leadership Foundation, they can put a .org at the end of that and uh, go to the website. Uh, what else would you like to convey to our listeners before we close out the program? Uh, we can't emphasize enough um, the practicality of what we're doing. Um, you know, if you've got training out there, the world I came from that was practical, but if it's not rooted in virtue, it can be manipulative right? It's not rooted in virtue. 
Um, the other side is you got formative training that we get in our schools, for example, and I'm speaking to this as a customer uh, very gently, uh, that if it's not rooted in practicality, then it can be seen as meaningless, mm-hmm. right? So we're hanging out at this intersection with our training of formative and practicality uh, type, uh, you know, the, the flavor of our training. Um, and I'll, I'll leave you with this. So, you know, I heard all my life uh, growing up being a product of Catholic school myself, uh, you're made in the image and likeness of God. That's beautiful, but I don't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. How do I put that to work? I want to be that, right? Uh, Jesus is our model. Uh, and I would say going back to the three things that you learn how to do in the training, uh, did Jesus have a mission? Of course, yeah. Did Jesus practice the virtues pretty well? (laughs) I think he did. Did Jesus uh, make principled decisions? Based on church teaching, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, he, he, I, I I think so. So, you know, I know now how to take action and model Jesus the best I can, so I can be Saint Darren or Saint Dave Palmer of Dallas. You know, for example, I've got a roadmap now on how to do that. I've got a language, and I know how to measure that. Believe it or not. All right. Very good. Well, uh, thanks to all three of you for coming in. And uh, since you're Director of Community Outreach, uh, Kieran, is there anything you'd like to reach out to our listeners now? Is there anything else? Of course, go to the website and get tickets. Go to the event on December 4th. But uh, anything else people can do to help you? Well, I just want them to pray for our foundation. Um, we are 